0: Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter, the number one podcast for the number one crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter. Now, here's your host, Richard Bliss.
1: Welcome to the show. You're listening to episode 229. I'm the host, Richard Bliss. And oh my gosh, do I have a guest today. I can't wait to get to him. But before we do, let's go talk to our sponsor. As a sponsor of Funding the Dream on Kickstarter, we are thrilled to announce that your host, Richard Bliss, will be speaking at Good Crowd 14, the social enterprise and crowdfunding conference at Snowbird, Utah, on September 26th. Register today at 30% off the early registration price at the exclusive Funding the Dream registration page, secfc.co forward slash dream. My guest today is someone who I have watched from afar for quite a while, several years, and have been amazed and very impressed by what they've done, particularly around Kickstarter and the board game industry. So it is with great pleasure that I am thrilled to have as my guest, JT from The Game Crafter. JT, thanks for joining me.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: This is awesome. Uh, You and I have never met, but I'm very aware of of the Game Crafter. For those people who aren't – for my listeners who aren't, most everybody will be. uh, They're most gamers. But those gamers – those people who are listening who aren't familiar, tell us a little bit about the Game Crafter.
0: Sure. So the Game Crafter is basically a prototyping service for building board games. You upload your artwork, uh, your rules, you pick some pawns and dice and things of that nature, uh, and about a week later you get a copy of a game in the mail that looks like it came off the shelf uh, at your local Target or Borders or Barnes and Noble, whatever.
1: Dang, that is so! I'm telling you, that is so cool. Um, you have how? So this is what you do as a living? Yep. Okay, you're living the dream job for so many of those gamers out there who want to quit their day job and go do what you do. And uh, so what's your title then? Do you, on your business card, what does it say? Uh,
0: my business card says Maker.
1: I like that. You're, that's, <laughs> that's like one of those uh, science fiction, the guy who's big head, almost like the Wizard of Oz type thing. Yeah, I am not
0: quite, the it's Maker. It's quite scientist, but it's good.
1: It's pretty good. I am the Maker. <laughs> It's, like, yeah. it's wow, that's pretty I, awesome.
0: It comes from, uh, you know, I write all the software that runs our website and the back-end processes uh, and all the software that controls the machines that, you know, actually uh, cut everything. I help design all of the robots that that actually do the work of making the games. So, um, yeah, that's where the Maker comes from.
1: That's a, And that's an awesome name. And uh, now that we've got MakerBots with the um, – with the 3d printing. I think that's a great, that's a great title. Uh, that's Thanks. a great time. So tell us a little bit. So game crafter, let's, 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 so you, I mean, yeah, it's a prototype that allows you to upload your art and everything. And then it produces a board game, but there, there is something much more profound about what you're doing, because if I suddenly came up with the idea of a board game and I sat down and drew out some art stick art and wrote mm-hmm. up some rules what you're saying is, is I could literally upload that and have a uh, high quality production quality game delivered with my stick art and, and my rules delivered to me with cool pieces and cards and
0: everything. Yep, cards, boards, tiles, the, even the box. We'll make a professional-looking box for you. How? I mean, how did you, how did you start doing this? How old is Game Crafter? Game has been around five years. Uh, we we started it as a, a showcase of our technology. I, some business partners of mine and I were looking for a way to show off uh, what we could do with our software consulting company, um, and so. We threw around a bunch of ideas, and the Game Crafter was one of them, and it ended up being the one that we chose. Uh, and we didn't really care if it made any money; it was it was just an experiment to see, uh, you know, to show our customers at the time what we could do. Uh, you know, it didn't. It turned out to make it turned out to make money, and you know that wasn't what we went in for it for. But uh, it's amazing. So Game Crafter doesn't just support you; it supports other people. Oh yeah, it's um, the three business partners and then all of the employees that actually uh, work at the game Crafter making the games, doing customer service, that sort of thing.
1: In the game board game industry, so often it's a single individual who's kind of doing their thing. And y- you've broken out of that. You're you're doing this full time. You're in the board game space. Like, and we said at the beginning of the show, it's kind of like you're living this dream of so many people who are listening who that's what they want to do. So, give us a sense. Just, I mean, how. Give us some. Do you have some numbers you can share? Just kind of the scope and reach that Game Crafter has reached now after five years.
0: Sure. We um, we have fifty thousand plus users. I don't know exactly how many. Maybe it's closer to, closer to sixty thousand now. Um, we uh, we have what twenty some employees that work for us. Um, we produce. Last year we produced uh, nearly forty thousand games for our customers. Uh, this year we should produce double that.
1: Okay. So 40,000 games, that's games, multiple
0: copies or. Yep. Multiple copies okay. of individual titles. Okay. So multiple so, copies of individual. So you've, you, you that's you've... about 2,000, 2,500 titles. Okay. And you know, 30, I think it was 37,000 copies
1: JT, I know there's a lot of people who are just astounded because they're familiar with uh, Game Crafter. They've been watching it out there. Many people have used it. You said uh, before that several people on the show have been clients of uh, the Game Crafter. But I got to admit that there's probably – I am astounded at the success that you've reached uh, so quickly. And the show is about Kickstarter obviously, and I got to believe that Kickstarter has had a direct impact here
0: absolutely uh, you, last year we actually started doing fulfillment of people's Kickstarter orders
1: what does that mean? so what do you mean by that I mean I know what that means but how do you do that
0: well uh, basically um, some game designers are going to you know they aren't going to do a Kickstarter that will get them far enough to, to send it off to China and get 2,000 or five thousand copies made they just can't raise enough so even if they were able to get the the cost down let's say to five dollars a copy by going to china if they needed to get two thousand copies in order to make the print run work that's still you know uh ten thousand dollars that they would need to raise right um so and if they've only raised if they've got a hundred people who backed it and they've you know they've raised five thousand dollars it's exactly the math just doesn't work for for those so if you and a lot of people aren't able to even get it down to five dollars a copy it might be ten dollars a copy when it once all is said and done so um you know, you have to raise a significant portion of money, uh, where it's easier to, especially on your first Kickstarter, it's way easier to hit a goal of one thousand or five thousand dollars than it is to hit ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. So, so you could be what you're telling me then
1: is that you could actually allow somebody who's paying attention to say, hey, I got this game idea. I'm going to test it out. I'm going to raise two thousand dollars, and with two thousand dollars, I can print, you know, a hundred copies. Let's just I'm just throwing yep. numbers out there, and If I get 100 backers, I can make this game and get it out there and do a test market. If it takes off, great, but I didn't – but I actually did make a game. It did get printed. It did get published, and and it got sent to 100 people. And you
0: can actually fulfill that and send it to those 100 people for them? Yep. We'll manufacture it, and we'll send it directly to them for you. So you don't actually – you won't get – uh, hundred games in your living room. Instead, we will actually mail out the hundred individual copies to each of your backers okay, so, on your behalf.
1: So let's in the in the in the rest of the show that we have remaining, let's talk about then how um, how game how somebody could run a Kickstarter campaign using Game Crafter. Can we t- can we take a few minutes and go over a few points of what people could do? Because sure. I, I think. Honestly, you've been around for a long time. Everybody knows it, but I don't think anybody has really, I don't think it's risen to the awareness in the industry just how extensive you can do go about offering somebody fulfill, fulfillment production, all of these different pieces of a Kickstarter campaign. So, can we do that? Absolutely. So, okay, so let's say let's pick 3. What three things would you share with somebody to help them understand how they could use Gamecrafter to run their Kickstarter?
0: Sure. I think the first thing would be whether or not the game is a good one to kickstart. Um, and this that's more general than just the Game Crafter. It's in general. Okay, is so it a good one to be your first one.
1: Are we talking about components or are we talking about playability?
0: Uh, well, playability aside, it's components that we're really talking okay. about. If it's, All right. uh, and we're also talking about the marketing aspect of the game. So we'll get into those two points. Okay. Um, and then the other two points would be... I guess since we're talking about this, it would be uh, how can we help you with fulfillment to, you know, to hit that out of the park on the first try? And then how can we help you with customer service? Because there's a big aspect of running a Kickstarter that people don't realize that comes after you've already sent the games out. There's customer service. And that's whether you run it through us or you do it yourself or you go with someone else. Perfect. So let's let's cover
1: those. Um, so start with number one. Uh, deciding okay. if your game is any good. Right. From a component standpoint, so explain right. that.
0: Okay, so there's a couple different things uh, that can kill a game right off the uh, off the bat, if it, especially if it's your first title. Um, one is if it goes to if it has a if it serves a specific niche that isn't very motivated to buy it, or if the niche is very small. So uh, a great example of this is educational games. Uh, educational games are notoriously hard to win in the regular marketplace or on Kickstarter simply because generally they aren't very fun. So if you're going to get people engaged, you have to get people engaged in something they're really interested to learn about and therefore they can, you know, they'll be willing to shell out the money. Uh, and it, a great example of this was uh, Bernard Hamacher. He was on your show a while back yep. talking about his game, Japanese, the game. Yep. Uh, there's a, you know, it's a niche audience, but it's a large enough niche audience
1: well, it that, caught him and I by, both by surprise. I provide some consulting for him uh, b- before that project launched, and I didn't tell him till afterwards that I didn't think there were going to be 100 people that backed that game. Um, yeah. But because – and he even was surprised because the niche for Japanese learning was much bigger than the Japanese – Gamers, if that makes sense, right.
0: right? Absolutely, and and I think that has to do with because there's this huge subculture of J-pop and uh, anime. Oh and yeah. To- like yeah,
1: Oh yeah, all of that, all of that. Just he just got there and it just took off, and he cleared hundred thousand dollars for a little game that he was just looking for a little bit of money. Okay, that's yep. a perfect one, but there are components too, right? I mean, sometimes yep. the people other go- half of it,
0: the other half of it is absolutely components, like you said. It's the and the big thing is here. Uh, A lot of people come in thinking on their first game, they want to get all these custom little metal bits or plastic bits or wooden bits or whatever. And that is just insane on your first Kickstarter. Um, The reason for that is that the tooling on that, even if you go to China, if you do it in the U.S., the tooling on it is going to be about $20,000. If you go to China, it will be about $5,000. But that means that just to get a tool made, essentially a screwdriver that that forms this thing, right, a tool – will be $5,000 before you've shipped a single game. Oh, my gosh. So if you want to get – and that's just if you need one thing. Now, if you need a dozen different things, you might be paying for a dozen different tools depending on how it is that you're making it. So um, there's a lot that goes into you know those custom bits that makes it virtually infeasible to um, – Or, you know, nearly impossible to win on your first Kickstarter if you're, you know, building that into the cost right off the bat. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, especially on your first Kickstarter. After you've started building a name for yourself, you can start to pull off those kinds of things. Jamie Stegmeier, a perfect perfect example,
1: right? Where where he actually even did a Kickstarter campaign just for the components because he'd reached that level. Yeah, and raised hundreds of thousands. Okay, so that's a good one. So, point two. Game Crafter and Fulfillment. This is an interesting one. I was not aware of this.
0: Yep. So Game Crafter and Fulfillment, we basically – basically you can run your Kickstarter and have us fulfill. So we're going to manufacture your games, and we'll ship them out to each of your each address of your backers. And you can ship out multiple titles at the same time and save on shipping and things like that. We have a system called the BOF, uh, Bulk Order Fulfillment Service, where you basically upload a spreadsheet of the addresses and the titles that you want to ship. We manufacture them and ship them out for you and you're done. So at the point that you upload the spreadsheet, after you've paid, you're done. You can go sip your cocktails, your Mai Tai, and <laughs> we'll do all the work.
1: And that's it. I mean, that's is, it. it's that simple.
0: It is that simple.
1: Okay. Is there, so, is there a scalability issue here? I guess not, right? You don't-
0: no, we uh, we scale up fine. I mean, we're, we've are we done uh, Bernard's uh, Kickstarter, you know, he raised $140,000 and we did his Kickstarter. So uh, if we can do his, I'm sure we can handle, you know, the $5,000 or $10,000 that most people are going to raise.
1: And then let's talk about this last one. We've got just a couple of minutes here. Let's talk about this last one. Um, Because you, when we were talking before, you said that this one's actually kind of one of those that's really important to think about before you launch your campaign.
0: Yeah. Customer service. Is so important to running any business, um, but especially one where you have direct interaction with your customers like a Kickstarter. So, uh, and customer service doesn't end when your campaign ends, that's when it actually starts. Um, Because at that point, they're asking, they've given you the money and Customer service really happens when – after a customer has given you their money. That's when they become more demanding. That's when they have skin in the game and so therefore their, their questions really need to matter to you. Um, and so uh, some of the common things that people don't realize is you know I've already shipped out all the games but I'm getting all these questions. Well, you got to build in a lot of time. Think about how much time it's going to take you to actually answer all those questions after fulfillment. Some common ones are things like uh, my game never arrived. My game went to my old address. Uh, The game arrived, but it was damaged in shipping. So how do Uh, you step in and what's your role here then? Well, uh, you'll still, you know, if you use us for fulfillment, you're still in charge of talking to your customer. We can't do that for you, but we have a built-in policy that we will replace damaged components or missing components or shipping problems for free for your customers. So basically, if you fulfill through us, if you're using bulk order fulfillment, we take care of that customer service burden that would normally cost you a bunch of money because you'd have to send them out a free copy out of your own pocket. It comes out of our pocket instead. Wow. Yeah. And so it's basically no questions asked. If there's a damage situation, we usually ask for a photograph to show us the damage, so we can pack it better the next time, or you know whatever whatever occurred. If it was left in the rain, you know, leave a note on it. Don't leave it in the rain. Oh, that sure. sort of thing. Sometimes yeah. the mail service actually needs those kinds of notes. Right. Um, but yeah. That's
1: it. Wow, JT, this has been this has been awesome. Uh, I, I just feel that there's so much more to talk about. I want to talk to you. I want to ask you about uh, pricing and funding and um cost of components and um how can I make my game more attractive artwork uploading test I mean there's so much for me to ask you if I could we arrange a time for you to come back and address a lot of these different questions
0: I would love to come back and this, you're right there's a ton we could talk about
1: There is a ton I certainly appreciate you taking the time thanks for having me Well I am I am ashamed that we I took too long to reach out to you and uh have you on the show because this is absolutely invaluable um, stuff. And and I'm thrilled that we got this chance to have you on the show and and that you've promised to come back. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for having me. This has been awesome. And I love your show.
1: Thank you. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. My guest has been JT from The Game Crafter, as as he's known in the clouds and in the the world of gaming as the maker. JT is – got some amazing information that i think was inspiring to me that means it was inspiring to you i can't wait to hear what he's got for us next time and don't forget to visit patreon.com slash richard bliss to go and pledge for the podcast to keep it going and show your support thanks for listening take care